get ready for some good luck coming your way. We have a bride on board today, and she's nothing short of astounding when it comes to cannabis understanding. That's because she's one of the top science writers at Conigma.com, the famous collaborative from Israel that's taking cannabis science seriously and educating the public. Come on in and enjoy the vitality of our sweet bride, Miss Jessica Riley. Welcome to Season 3 of the Cannabiverum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Using cannabis mindfully as a medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically from the past 100 years. There is a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various live online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see in respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall. Because I'm not a doctor, nor did I get to go to med school. But I did take dozens of private cannabis courses and still engage in continuing education offered by those same cannabis expert scientists. And slowly, I began to see and understand the bigger picture. Now I talk to people all day long about cannabis and hopefully inspire them to research the facts as we know them today. Cannabis is an amazing alternative in health remedies. It can reportedly alleviate typical disease problems and troubling side effects, even those caused by synthetic prescriptions. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist, raised by nuns and wolves in the verdant cattle pastures of the Oklahoma oil fields. I'm here to amplify the truth of this great big story in cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. Hello, now I can hear you. Can you Hi, hear me? darling Jessica. I'm so tickled that you came and that you're here and that we get to chat. This is I awesome. I'm so excited. Yes, it is. How's your day going? <laughs> well, today is pretty good. It's a little bit unusual right now because I'm about 10 days out from getting married. So that's <gasps> really put a spin on my day to day. God but love you for spending not... time with us. Thank you. <laughs> normally, it's not that chaotic. It's actually phenomenal because I have a lot of control over my schedule. And I'm really able to adjust my day to whenever I feel that creativity, whenever I feel that focus to be able to sit down and write, you know, sometimes it's first thing in the morning sometimes it's noon sometimes it's not till three in the afternoon but I get to figure that out for myself and I get to work it out and I get to make my schedule whatever I need it to be which is so phenomenal that sounds like a woman with autonomy I'm I'm not yes do you live in this country just checking <laughs> I live in New York 
<laughs> wow. Wow. You New Yorkers. I am really impressed. <laughs> I just recently talked to a woman who deserted Chicago, inner city Chicago, for Belize during pandemic. Oh, my. So, Good yeah. For her. <laughs> and so that was like, now there's a woman who's in charge of her own fate and destiny. You know, nope, not staying inner city for this. Let me get out into the jungles of Belize. Mm-hmm. So, God love you. Congratulations on your on your Thank marital you. bliss to to come. And I hope your day is just perfect and, and everything that you hoped it to be. I'm Honestly. Sure it will be. I'm sure it will be too, honey. It's wonderful. Will you give us a little sense of what that day might be like? Just a little peek behind the veil? Oh my goodness. Yes. So we will be, my partner and I are getting married at a cidery near my house. So I live in upstate New York. There's a ton of farmland out here and it's really, really big into apples and apple crop out here. So we are getting married at a cidery where they make hard cider. They make fresh apple cider. Um, It is a beautiful piece of farmland with a brand new wedding barn on it and a gorgeous piece of land behind it. So we will have an afternoon ceremony. We'll get the whole evening to enjoy the sunset and the beautiful August weather. And it's going to be a wonderful time. My jaw is on the floor. I, I bet you're going to have a big old barn dance, girl. What oh, fun. Absolutely. What <laughs> fun thank you for that peak oh we're all so excited for you now and we can't wait to see a few pictures when you when you come <laughs> past it that'd be awesome so tell us all won't you because l- let me just explain to you that at cannabivarum I just try to give my audience insight into all different aspects of this industry. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we kind of run in the same science tribe circles on LinkedIn, which is how I we found do. you. And, you know, I'm just all geeked out over those cannabis scientists. And so I, how did you come to all of that? Will you, will you tell us? Yeah, absolutely. So it was, I got into the cannabis industry kind of by accident. I was a freelance writer for about a year. I had left my office job in 2020. I said, screw it. I'm going to be a writer. That's all I want to do. And when I got into general writing, you know, I was making it work. I was, I was finding clients. I was making ends meet, but I wasn't having a good time. It Mm. wasn't serving me. Mm. And you know, when you talk to business coaches, everybody says eventually you need to niche down. It's fine to be general for a while, but eventually you need to niche down. Yep. I hear and that I, constantly. Yeah. So when I sat down and I was like, God, what could I niche into? Like, what could I, as a writer, somebody who's basically going to hyper fixate on a subject and try to become a subject matter expert on it, like, what could I focus my energy on? And really, the answer could only have been cannabis. Of course. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. So I connected with some people on LinkedIn and I was really caught off guard by how robust the cannabis community on LinkedIn was. Of all of the social media platforms, I never would have guessed that I would have really found a tribe of cannabis people, a network of cannabis lovers on LinkedIn. Ditto. But Oh my gosh, once Ditto. I found it them, blew I me away. I, it's yes, my treasure it's trove. Incredible. It it's is. Incredible. It's utterly incredible. And and the value of of that tribe alone gives me courage to speak the truth. 
Yes, exactly. I found these people and I said, well, you know, I don't really feel ready, but I'm just going to start talking to them. I'm just going to start inserting myself into this conversation, even if I don't feel ready for it. I did the you same know? thing, but don't you think that they were also welcoming and, yes. and wanting us, us to engage with them? It's yes, public medical school for cannabis. <laughs> they don't care if you don't know what they, they don't care. know. They're, they they're are so happy gracious. to talk about it. Yeah, they're happy to explain it. They're happy to hear your thoughts and consider opposing sides and just have a conversation about yes. it. Like it really is a welcoming. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's still social media. There's always the trolls. There's always the people who come out swinging, ready to say something mean. But there's so many people who want to have a conversation, who want to share their love for this plant that I realized that I had stumbled into something that was amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I stumbled into it at the beginning of COVID. Uh, and okay. You're about a year ahead of me. <laughs> at, well, and, and, you know, and then I, well, I'd, I'd already taken Dr. Sulek's course mm -hmm. and I already had found out about the Society of Cannabis Clinicians and girl, I was like gung ho. I, I had managed to get to about, half a dozen live conferences just before COVID oh, wow. hit in Florida. So I met a bunch of those smarty pants. <laughs> and let me tell you, girls and boys, if you want to get to know somebody at a convention during the breaks, make sure you've got freshies available to hand out to them and you will have friends in the shade for 10 minutes undivided attention all i'm saying is that you know sharon is nice but you gotta be safe about it give everybody their own little freshie i'll share uh, mouthpieces yeah 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 don't, yeah. don't swap spit and and then just you know the people you get to know on an immediate level on a real level out under the shade of a tree smoking a doobie is mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. serious juju for your your plans in the cannabis industry because yeah, everybody's yeah. got a different perspective that is so meaningful and people love to talk over a joint. You can talk to almost anybody if you're lighting up together. It's, it's such why a bonding experience. Yeah, why do you suppose that is? It's such a communal <laughs> activity. Like smoking is so communal in a way that like taking a tincture or eating an edible isn't. You know, smoking is made to share. That's right. You share fire. And you share the product in some form. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, so yeah, it is definitely, there's a ceremonial ritualistic aspect about cannabis that is so ancient. That, yes. You, you, know, and you really feel that, that ancient you do. part to it when you smoke, you really feel you that do. ancestral connection to something that people have been doing in some form or another for thousands of years. Very difficult to explain. And there you just said it all out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you're so good at words. <laughs> Did you go to school to learn to put one word after the other? Or is this all just a natural God-given talent? Goddess-given uh, talent. Let's go with both. I went to school for marketing. Um, nice. I, was in P I was in public relations before I got into writing. But yeah. I have always been a writer. I have always loved to write. And it's always something that has come fairly easily to me. So I learned how to put the marketing part on it in college. I learned how to do the promotional aspect in college. College, but the words have always been with me. That's really wonderful because uh, as our language of cannabis rolls 
underneath us in the dispensaries and throughout the legacy market and within the medical uh, industry. You know, we just don't know what to say, how to say it, how to use it. Uh, oh my gosh. Or, yes. Or, or anything. There's so little understanding around it. Yes. And our language about cannabis is so imprecise. Part of the consequence yeah. of this prohibition and the war on drugs is there's this really vague, confusing language around the plant. There's no good real way to separate, you know, plants that grow CBD and plants that grow THC. We call them hemp and marijuana, but, you know, it's the cannabis same. indiva, cannabis sativa, cannabis yeah. ruderalis, like all of these plants are different plants, but we can't market them properly. We can't talk about their benefits properly or their differences properly because people still get caught up in weed, marijuana, cannabis, grass, you know, whatever. How long do you think it's going to take us to educate the people in a new cannabis language? Oh my goodness. I think it's not even fully developed yet. No, no, it's not. We still in the industry don't have all of the words to educate people. We are still sloppy. Even... Right. Even talking to biologists and cultivators versus pharmacists, there's a disconnect in the language that we use. Like we right. still don't have a clear picture of how to communicate what this plant can do in all the different forms it appears in. In its endocannabinoid ohm. Thank you very oh much. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, an entirely new made up word since the 90s uh, that we have to add to our um, vocabulary and try to get across to the people how important this thing is that nobody's heard of before then. Yes. I mean, there are still so many medical professionals, a vast majority of medical professionals who don't know what the endocannabinoid system is or that it exists. I'd say 99% of them. Yeah. Because it's not, even though we've known about it since the 90s, it's not taught in medical school. It's not taught in science classes because there is still so much stigma around this cannabis plant. And you can remove the endocannabinoid system from the cannabis discussion if you just want to talk about the system, because you can talk about our endocannabinoids. You can talk about the way the system touches all of our biological functions. But we don't. We don't talk about it at all. So let's talk about what they're doing, what they just removed in that brand new bill that's about to go to Biden's death. Friends, I've heard you complain long enough about how to find trustworthy and consistent over-the-counter CBD products, and I've taken a new position on the subject. I'm proud of my affiliation with Dr. Dustin Sulak. His Healer CBD products can be shipped to all 50 states. Healer products will give you a full-spectrum, whole-plant, entourage effect of all the compounds that grow naturally in the cannabis plant. You'll have the best opportunity to manage your aches and pains or anxiety or spasming organs with a full spectrum, whole plant product because all the natural compounds will work perfectly together in synergy within your body to manage what's happening. You may recall that I've been taking the acidic version of his cannabidiol or CBDA product. It has everything plus a lot more of the compound which Dr. Sulak and other leaders in this industry have found to be more potent, thereby using less, which ends up making a big difference to your wallet. But it also adds many benefits to your body. Find out more about Dr. Dustin Sulak's CBDA product and the value it can add to your life. Ship directly to your front door. Click on my Sweet Savings link below and start lifting your quality of life with Healer CBD products today.
Hey, my friends, I want to give you a tip about a neurologist I know and trust. Dr. Anthony Mazzo is a highly rated specialist here in Melbourne, Florida, one of the first physicians to research and study cannabis since 2016 when it was legalized in Florida. Well, now, Dr. Mazzo is not quick to prescribe traditional synthetic chemicals when he knows that this gentle live plant therapy will likely give needed relief. Now, I know this to be true because I had to see him for my own old lady neuropathy issues. You see, he's a neurologist. And he didn't prescribe the usual stuff. He told me to go get a particular kind of cannabis instead and use it in a very specific way to find relief. And that is what every doctor in America should have in their little black bag. His clinic details will be in my show notes for you. Why? Because he's a trusted cannabis expert in the field of neurology, right here in Melbourne, Florida. Dr. Anthony Mazzo at the Brevard Neuro Center on NASA Boulevard. See his details in my show notes. In the form of uh, cannabis, they pulled the the part that was going to give permission for scientists to be able to test quality cannabis, the type that medical marijuana patients are actually consuming, not the horse shit that, that grows at the University of Mississippi. <laughs> Am I wrong? I and mean, so, we the legal market is burning thousands and thousands of pounds of product a year in the U.S. and Canada. Like, there's there's a huge quality discrepancy here. Yeah, seriously, and uh, uh, and because of the corruption already in our industry, in our systems, they're locking out small farmers. They've still got people locked up in prison for marijuana, mm-hmm. and yet you know there are some uh, hospitals and vets who are able to use that uh, you know uh, successfully in some states, but not in others, and it, it's m- maddening and and in and, and utter chaos. It yeah. is. And there's medical institutions, well-respected medical institutions, where their doctors and professionals are told not to talk about cannabis. They cannot recommend cannabis. They cannot suggest it. And if the patient asks about it, they have to change the conversation. I had a doctor down here go out and get a piece of paper and bring it back to me and, and told me to sign it. It said, basically, I will not discuss this with you or that doctor will drop me as a patient. And I looked at him and stood up and said, you don't have to drop me as a patient. I'm dropping you as a doctor and walked out. A, a doctor who will not listen to science is no longer facilitating the best care for me as a patient because if he's not going mm-hmm. to listen to science, you know, uh, and his own uh, clinical trial testing, then, you know, I'm sorry, but putting your hands over your ears and saying, don't bother me with the facts, I already know what I believe, ain't going to cut it for me. No, absolutely not. This is this plant is a medicine. This plant has been used as a medicine for thousands of years. Like this plant and humanity evolved together. And to sit there with your hands over your ears and say, la, 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 I can't yeah. hear you. This drug is poison. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. Right. It's ignorance. <laughs> Dr. Anthony Mazzo, my neurologist here in Melbourne, Florida, and also a cannabis expert, said to me not three days ago, cannabis is more vital than water. And I oh was goodness. just, I know. I said, I said, I looked at him, my eyes popped out of my head, and he said, it's true. 
It is absolutely true. And for a, a neurologist, thank you very much to say that to me. I was, you know, I've been in the industry for years now. I'm just like floored that he would say that out loud, but it was wonderful to hear. What validation. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's great. We do have a few really fabulous scientists uh, and cannabis experts who have been studying for the past, you know, 10, 15 years or so and are yes. getting it right. Yes. And the tide is changing. There are more cannabis education programs, you know, coming online, becoming available to people. There are doctors, there are medical professionals, and there are regular people who are taking really active steps to understand the science and understand the benefits of this plant on a cellular level. So it is changing. It is. Slowly. What do you think about what do you think about all the D8 and stuff going around? I just oh, interviewed a guy goodness. yesterday, a lab rat, a real lab rat, and everybody in our tribe loves him, knows him, and uh, I think they agree with him. And and he's got uh, D8 products, and uh, and he's you know and and yet, oh, I'm so nervous about it. Well, I would trust I am his. So I nervous would, about it. <laughs> I would trust his product because he's in our tribe. But uh, for the last year or so, I've been saying exactly what our other tribe has been saying. Mm, I don't think so. There's no human testing. It's an isolate. Yeah. It's made in somebody's garage. It doesn't have a COA attached to it. You know. Yeah, I have, I have two concerns with Delta Eight, and and the first is that it's made in a lab, and even if the molecule of Delta Eight is safe. You know, there there is so much that can happen in these lab transformations when you're turning CBD into these other molecules. There there are residual chemicals that can be left behind. There are byproducts that can be created. And these things are not necessarily screened for if you can even get a COA. And a lot of times you can't get a COA. That's and right. I recently tried a Delta 8 product for the first time. And I could tell when I smoked it that the, that the flower in there had been chemically changed. Ew. It, tasted, it tasted like chemicals. Yeah, Ew. it was crazy. So I was, I didn't like that. And then I was recently talking to somebody, Jason Raposa of Good Feels. He makes cannabis beverages up in Massachusetts. And he brought up a really interesting point that I haven't heard other people talking about, that when you are creating Delta-8, you are creating an isomer of Delta-8. Yeah. But when you are creating an isomer, you are not necessarily just getting one version of this isomer. You are getting a couple different versions that all, you know, look really, really similar, that can all test similarly for Delta-8. But an isomer if you change one little thing in this chemical bond is can have completely different effects in the body and if you can get an, an isomer of delta 8 that is fine that has no problems but you can get an isomer of delta 8 that may not vibe with your endocannabinoid system that may cause a reaction that may cause really bad side effects and there's just not a good way to screen for it Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm so horrified. Okay. But let me just, so back up. yeah, it is. <laughs> let, let me back up and just ask you to clarify just something. For yeah. me. So Delta eight is an isomer itself. And you're talking about people making isomers off of Delta eight. So typically in Delta eight products, Delta eight does occur in the cannabis plant, but in absolutely minuscule quantities, nothing that you could ever package and market. So when you get Delta 8 products, what you're getting is actually a converted form of CBD that has been chemically changed into Delta 8. So when you go through this chemical change process to get Delta 8, you are creating Delta 8 
isomers. Yes. Now here's okay. where it gets a little bit tricky because I am not a scientist. I'm I'm just a writer. Okay, but to but my understanding, to my understanding, when you create this delta eight isomer, it's not just a one and done isomer. You can get several variations of this isomer that all look a lot. Uh, it all looks very similar, similar. and they, they can pass a lab test yeah they can pass a lab test for uh, delta 8 but if there's one little change in the chemical bond in one of these isomers it could have a fully different set of reactions in your body also there are so many other thousands of compounds in cannabis that we have not yet named we have no idea what other compounds are in that isomer that uh, we haven't even created the testing yeah. ability we, we, yet. Yeah, we are not testing Delta eight. We are not researching no. Delta eight. Like right. we don't know. And I've talked to people who've had good experiences with Delta eight and Delta 10. You know, I've had talked to people who, who enjoy these, but I won't touch them because the chemical change process just makes me nervous. There's too many variables in there where something can go wrong. And God knows that the cannabis industry, the hemp industry, it's got a quality problem. It's got a quality assurance problem. It's got a terrible reputation for quality. terrible and that's why i push coas and and third-party testing and you all got to do this for yourself you've got to ask the simple question does it have a third-party lab test before you buy that product Friends, society has been going through some pretty terrific trauma over the past few years. And as I am no longer a follower of any particular religious organization, I'm hungry for spiritual help. I used to find a little of that communing with others through their chorus and prayerful singing. But now, Cannabis has replaced those mysteries of devotion with introspection to self. I've begun a journey seeking compassion and emotional balance, well-being, while I live on this side of the ground, through cannabis. And now, I want to share what I've learned with you to help lift your quality of life through understanding. This is not devotion to other. This is devotion to understanding. Live on Clubhouse every Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Cannabis Church with Cannabivarum. Oh, my cow. Don't miss next week when Jessica really turns on the juicy news and helps us understand where we are with cannabis and where we need to be. See you next week. You 
you've been listening to another Cannabivarum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls, that's me, about the importance of using verifiably safe products, the process of getting a diagnosis from your family doctor, and taking your records to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for those issues. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig, looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices or strategies. To find a qualified cannabis expert to help you in your area, visit CannabisClinicians.org. It is a national society of cannabis experts, and you'll see their link down in my show notes. Unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please regard all street weed as contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system who already has inflammatory issues like arthritis, IBS, fibromyalgia, or worse. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you found value and understanding through my podcast. I have many more thoughts upon the subject that go into a more spiritual direction. So in that vein, please join my brand new live stage on Clubhouse every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Look for Cannabis Church with Cannabivarum. It's the spiritual version of my weekly podcast, which usually covers all things in the cannabis industry. But we're live on Clubhouse, so you can ask questions and inspire others with your own stories, or just be a fly on the wall. Get there for live conversation with my learned friends, and if you miss, you can catch replays at a convenient time. Cannabis Church with Cannabivarum. Clubhouse, Sundays at 8 a.m. Eastern.